We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Spider-Man. You get all the attention now. Ooh, I like that. Spider-Man. That might be called new nickname. Swider basket in a foul. Eddie Casey. Swider. Answer back. Swider from deep. Laces the three. Swider. And one. Count the bucket. Welcome back to the Swider Show, everyone. Uh, week off in between our, our last episode and now, but we're excited to be back. Episode 61, Patty Casey just reminded me, and it kind of shocked me a little bit. These episodes are just flying by. Um, appreciate you guys for, for tuning in last week. We had a great interview with Noah that was from actually the year before. And uh, sadly, I did not pick Noah Gray to win the Super Bowl, but shout out to my boy Noah Gray for winning the Super Bowl. Patty and Adam, welcome back. Wait, um, how about uh, before be we back. move off Noah, how about him calling you out in the comments? I don't know how many listeners caught that. So how about that? Winning this actual Super Bowl and then going on the Swedish Show Instagram and making sure he knows that I know <laughs> that I didn't pick him. That was like a big-time notch in the belt for us, though. That was like 16 hours after the Super Bowl. There's probably some still like some confetti in his ass, and he's going to our oh. Instagram page and firing off a comment right at your chin. Oh, a thousand percent, man. I think it was a... Huge day for the Swider Show. Really, really, really happy <laughs> that uh, Noah Gray was able to see that post. Shout out Adam Lewis for making that post so readable and uh, viewable for Noah Gray to see. And obviously, shout out to Noah. Really hard worker, man, man of God. And uh, super excited for him to win another Super Bowl. Yeah, as a loss since I'm, he was on the show. Yeah, no, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Purdy guy. I wanted to see Purdy get it done, but uh, obviously the best team won. The What's going to happen? Yeah. No, you can't go against Mahomes. I, I've learned that. I've actually won money from not going against Mahomes, and I think it was I think it was uh, just due just due to uh, see Mahomes win. And obviously, shout out to my boy Noah Gray. Yeah, maybe we could we could wrap up with that. But where do we want to start? Do you want to start with the All Star break? Do you want to give us like the behind the scenes look of what it is like to be a player? At uh, I feel like a very polarizing All Star break. We could talk about a lot of uh, conversation, especially like. These three days, there's no game, so I feel like people are just getting yeah. takes off, and a lot of the takes are about like fixing the All Star weekend. But you have a little bit different experience, um, one being a player, and two, you know, being in the in the next up game as they're calling it. So, what was your review of your first ever All Star weekend? Yeah, man, it was amazing. First of all, just just an honor and just super blessed and thankful to. 
to be at All-Star Weekend. Not a lot of people can say that, right? Like, even if it's the G League All-Star Game, main All-Star Game, three-point contest, all those things. Um, just super blessed and thankful, first and foremost, um, to be at All-Star Weekend. Second right. second off, I, I, I thought it was... Uh, it was a well-run event. I, that's that's the first thing I, I'll say. You're talking about um, the whole weekend or just the G League? The, stuff? the whole weekend in general. The, oh, yeah. the G League stuff. The whole weekend in general. Yeah. I, I think the NBA does a great job of just making everyone feel at home, giving giving people access to certain things. If that's a barber, if that's a, if that's a meal room, if that's just overall, um, just the the experience of the weekend, making mm-hmm. it really accessible for the players, like having security at the doors, all those things, right? So, um, first off, shout out to the league for putting on a great weekend. When it comes to the actual all-star, all-star events, it's so tough because these players don't want to get hurt. Like, it's not, it's, not the, it's not the main thing of their season. They want to be there. They want to get elected to the all-star game. But when it comes down to the actual, like, playing of the games or the dunk contests or, uh, I mean, the Steph and Sabrina thing I think was a huge hit. Um, yeah, that was a big-time so, success. I don't so know I how you like, like replicate that going forward. Yeah, maybe we get Caitlin Clark in the mix in a couple of years. But like that was actually a very different thing that was exciting, and I think both of them wanted to win really, really badly. Yeah. So I I think overall it, it was a good weekend. I think people tuned in. Um, I also think like when it comes to the All Star Game, when we have a society that's built around ring culture, and the only thing that matters is that. Like, win or you're not successful, you're not great, you're not this mm-hmm. and that. Like, I think until we get that ideology out of our out of our heads, and until we get first take, not talking about it every single day, right? Um, I think you're not going to see guys going really hard in the All Star game, um, even if there is a limited chance for them to get hurt. It, it's right. just, it just is what it is, and, and I guess they have a bigger picture in mind. That is a good take. I haven't heard people anyone say that because there is like a lot of hypocrisy to it. Where I don't know, like you're saying, a guy like Embiid, for example, he could have seventy points in a regular season game that actually does mean something. And yeah. most of the reaction is just like, whatever, this doesn't mean anything. I'll see, like, let me see it in the playoffs. Do and it this in the playoffs, is, yeah. This is a game that legitimately means absolutely nothing. So if you're setting those expectations for regular season games, I feel like it's not. You're you don't get you're not allowed to then complain about it not being like the most competitive thing in the world. No, I totally agree. And when it comes to All Star Weekend, I, I think we just have to shift our focus away from mm-hmm. the All Star Game and, and more and more towards like the honor of, of guys being there and um, and that's what the players are, are doing. Like I, I know it was really really important for Bam to get elected to the All Star Game and for him right. to be an All Star starter. That was like a huge deal for him and. Uh, because he hadn't started before, right? He's made two, but no. this is his first start. Yeah, This is his first start, and obviously it was because of the Embiid injury, but it's still an amazing... Man, it still counts, brother. Oh, count it. <laughs> yeah. Count it. Put on um, the basketball ref. Exactly. So so shout out to my, my guy, Bam. Hi, man. I think he did his thing in the dunk contest. He didn't get a lot of love. When you jump over Shaq, like, I, I, I think that should be... It should be given a little bit more love, no matter what. Right. I, I know the hand. I know the hand was there. I know this is still. That. Oh, he's like seven. Yeah. Two. Yeah. Like and uh, and I I think the dunk contest overall, besides the Jalen Brown stuff, like well, shout, shout out Jalen Brown for putting on the Terrence Clark jersey. I thought that was awesome. But besides the Jalen Brown dunks, I think besides that, I think 
the guys kind of put it was on solid. Yeah. yeah, I Mac, mean, there's Mac, been way Mac worse ones was, in the past. In the in the past. 100%. Wait, as a G League 100%. guy, what do you think about people complaining that a G League guy is winning the NBA All Star dunk contest? Well, I I think it's. I think. <laughs> In our country, right, like, we, we always say, like, oh, the rich gets richer. And that's, like, a big, like, I'm not trying to get political here. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, like, these guys make yeah, so much money. No, yeah. <laughs> these guys make so much money. Why would they ever want, like, like what's the extra 100K to them, this and that? Right. Well, Mac McClung doesn't make that much money. To the relative, to, to the relative human, human being, he makes a lot of money. But relative to uh, Jalen Brown... And some of these other guys... The guys that are turning like, it down, yeah. The guys that are turning it down, he makes little, little, little money to them. Like he's not even on an NBA contract right now. Mm-hmm. So that 100K, that 175K or whatever he won, that's a big deal. That's a big... That's a huge deal. That's that's, that's not life-changing money, but it's... it's it helps yeah, a lot. No, listen, I'm in a similar spot as him now. That would change my life overnight. <laughs> no, so, I know you're getting at so we go back to this hypocrisy thing. It's like, like you're just finding things to complain about. Right. Mac it's is kind of lame. Mac has a platform. Matt has played two years in the NBA. Like he has, he has things in his arsenal that make him an unbelievable dunker, and he puts on a show, and he's and he looks like the average guy. Mm-hmm. Like he's a six, he's a six foot white guy. Right. Five eleven white. No, no offense, Patty, to the five eleven white guys out there. Oh, I'm six but, one. I didn't take any offense. <laughs> but uh. But yeah, no, that, that, I, I hate that. I hate that talk. Yeah. They're just, uh, he's also doing stuff you've never seen before, which is insanely hard to do in, in a dunk contest now. Like the dunks, I guess you could probably draw parallels, but like you're saying, there wasn't any, there's never been a six foot white guy in the dunk contest doing that shit. So like, it's exciting. It's new. I don't know what the alternative would be either. No, for sure. And, and I don't know if you got a chance to see the G League dunk, dunk contest highlights. That was legit. Yeah, it was actually good. What's uh, who won? I just saw like the uh, highlights of it. Jay Jay Jackson, I'm pretty sure he plays on the uh, main Celtics. Yeah, and then Tavion Kinsey put on a fu- on a freaking show as well. A freaking show. We could curse here. Freaking it's all right. show. It's your show, brother. A freaking show. He put on a freaking show. My, my 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 grandparents listen to this. I'm not trying to swear. Yeah, that is true. I do have family that listens to this. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. Wait, speaking of the G League stuff, can you explain the format of the game? Because uh, it was different. And yeah. Like we're saying, there's a lot of people throwing around fixes for the All-Star game. And it seems like this is one of those things that we've talked about on the show before where they try things out in the G League. I bet they're like kind of workshopping this, this format to be like, oh, maybe if we should actually do this in the actual All-Star game. But Yeah. Yeah, well, I know last year um, they played a full 48-minute G League All-Star game, and it kind of got, like, a little, like, just, just it wasn't bad, very competitive. Bad hoops. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it kind of looked like the All-Star game this year. Right. Um, it wasn't very competitive. It was a long game. I think guys, like 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 I said, weren't trying to get hurt. I imagine you get hurt, and that limits the opportunity for you to get a call-up uh, for the <laughs> yeah, second half of the season. Yeah, that has an even, like, more screwed up uh, element to the G League game. Or it's yeah, like actually so, so they, impacting if you can get called up. Yeah, so this year they, t- they took on the Rising Stars model of, of a, mm-hmm. a, f- a four-team tournament. Um, game, uh, four teams of seven players. We had, uh, I think, eight G League Ignite players. Uh, ten players who were voted in. 
and then ten players who were selected by the coaches. By the coaches, yeah. Um, so so twenty eight players overall, and uh, I I think it was a well ran event, but but the games were to thirty, both both uh, in uh, in both semifinals and finals. So we we played we played a game um, against Alondis. It was a uh, team. Earn your leisure versus Team Strictly. I was on Team Strictly. Um, Is that Strictly Buckets? Was that the what they're getting at there? Stri- no, it was uh, Strictly uh, Basketball is an Instagram page, and those okay. are the GMs of, of our team. Got so All right. people were on the page. So overall, um, it was it was just a quick game, and I think mm-hmm. I think guys were trying to find their rhythm. If you if you missed a couple shots, it it really came back to bite you because it was only. It was only yeah. thirty. And you got to you got really to go like four for five in order to make a big impact. Exactly, exactly, and I and I wasn't able to do that. Missed a, missed a missed a couple shots to win the game, uh, but it's the life of a shooter. It's the life of a Dude, shooter. We got to post the clips of those because the first one is a hilarious shot. Like you've hit that shot in the G League this year, but um, I don't know. I sort of paint the picture. This is bad audio, but you're going what dribble handoff right wing yep. and you shot like a yep. complete fade away like falling out of bounds almost yeah. went in and then the next possession yeah you had a uh, like that ball went more in and out than any ball if you, you, you'll ever see on a basketball court like it was literally 75% in the hoop and then just popped out was, you guys ended up losing I was, uh, yeah I was very surprised did you but get fouled my, I on think that it, too? I, I did get fouled but my, my thing was like alright like I don't really mind that I got fouled because I don't. I don't want to be that guy who gets fouled for the last his three free throws. Like I, I don't want the refs to do that. I want the refs like to let us decide the game. And then the next possession down, Trevor McQueen gets a foul call. Yeah. So, it it, it is. Wait, what are it you is. saying you didn't want to go to the line because you were afraid you were going to miss them, or you don't want the game ending like that? I was saying, as a player, I wouldn't want the game to end on a foul call. With like, you, you missing the free throws and being humiliated, that's where you're getting it. Pat, you've been around me when I've made game winning free throws. So, uh, oh, that is true. I, th- I think you, that is true. That's a good reply. I, I think I think you know me, um, but but I, I think I was thinking like, oh, the refs aren't gonna like blow the whistle when it comes. Yeah, down they're not gonna. Right. And then then put if, matters into their own hands and decide the game. Yeah, and then of course the next position yeah. down. But it's all good. It's an all star game. Don't take it too seriously. Um, That's how it goes, right? brother. I, you're not getting an NBA contract off of a. Off of a G League All Star game. Yeah, but I got. We're. Uh, last thing on All Star weekend. Did you fly into the Indy Airport? I did. Was there a basketball court? Did you get? It was a basketball it? court. Where was it? Like in terms of, was it in a terminal? Like, is it as soon as you walk in, where you're like getting your bags checked? Where was it actually? So, in? so as you soon as soon as you walk through, um, like security. The, uh, like, yeah, right. No, no, no. So. As soon as you walk through, like in the Indy Airport, uh, they have like restaurants in like a big circle, okay. and then the court was in the middle of that. So it's, it it wasn't in the gates. It was okay. It was as soon as you walked out of the gates. There's only two gates in the Indy Airport, which is actually crazy. Is that right? It's just A and B, just gate A and gate B. So it's B. a small airport, but they still managed to get a full hoop, 94 feet in there. Yeah, they did, and it was impressive. Yeah, no, it, it, it looked pretty cool. Uh, but I think people were like a little disappointed, like when they actually saw, got <laughs> yeah, wait. on it. Is there like balls there? Are there people shooting around, or is it just there for show? No, no balls, and then there was uh, it was just there for show, and then there was like lids on the on the rims. 
There's lids on the rims, but nobody's like eating on the court. Like there's not food court no. tables. What no, the, the food court was around it though. The food court was around. I it. feel like we were sold a lie then. I thought it was either gonna be like a full like people are playing pickup on it or like they're just treating it as if it's the food court and you could eat on the court, you know what I mean? Like there's tables, there's chairs and whatnot. I don't know, it's just no. gonna be like this hollowed ground where you can't even step foot on. People were walking through it, but it wasn't like there was <laughs> That's bo- bodies on there. That was a good Twitter day. There's a lot of memes, but uh, yeah. Anything else from All Star Weekend you want to wrap up? No, like I said, shout out to the the four Miami Heat guys, Alondis Williams winning the winning the G League Championship, Bam Adebayo for for being All Star starter, Jaime for being in the dunk contest and Rising Stars game. So I think it was a good show for the Miami Heat. Yeah, there's a lot of presence. Uh, speaking of which, are you you're we just talked about this before the show, but so after All Star break, you don't you don't just fly and meet the team in New Orleans, right? You you go back, you practice a couple of days, and then you dip out. Yeah, so after All Star weekend, uh, I I flew back to that Sunday night with my with my parents. I had to spend two like forty six hours at home, and then uh, end up end up flying out with uh, and then I'm flying out Tuesday night, and now I'm in Miami. And it is mm-hmm. Wednesday, February 21st when we're recording this episode. So, um, gotten a good day of player development today. And, uh, and yeah, practice tomorrow, fly out to New Orleans on, uh, it's going to be Thursday when we're flying out to New Orleans. And uh, as you guys are probably listening to this episode, we'll be flying to New Orleans. So, Hell yeah. And then, and then game on Friday. There will probably be some of your teammates listening, correct? Yeah, on man. the same plane? But- and Jimmy Butler, Duncan, Duncan, Duncan Robinson, and Kevin Love, maybe just just tuning into the show, holding it down. Um, yep. What was I gonna say? Oh, I don't even know if you don't even have to answer this. We could even potentially cut this, but if you want to answer, you can. Is there a part of you like afterwards that you're like, damn, I kind of wish I was averaging like 13 a game instead of 24, so I could get like the weekend at home, like there, the human nature is- side of you. Yeah, no, no. So, so there is a um, an aspect of wanting the rest, but I think when when thinking about it, it's like, man, like I, I want to be an indie, and I and I think I had that last year a little bit. It was like, like I was happy I got to go home and rest. Like I didn't I didn't play enough last year to get into the G League All Star game because of my right. foot, um, but I was home and I was watching All Star Weekend and I was watching Rise of Stars game. I was like, man, I I, I want to be there. You know yeah. what I mean, like. Especially so, when it's your first one, like, yeah, it's definitely different. Like you're fired up about it. Also, it's yeah, just no, for sure. I don't know. It's an election of, but I always go back to. I think there was a Dirk quote. Like, <laughs> it was like his 14th year or some shit. Yeah, and he got like snubbed, and someone was like, "Are you mad about being snubbed from the All Star game?" He was like, "No, dude, I'm going to Mexico for like six full days rather than two. Like, I'm good." Yeah, no, it's definitely a. It, I, I think I think a bunch of guys have that like. Oh, like they, they talk that talk like they don't want to go, and then when they're not there, like they're secretly like, man, I'm yeah, like, damn, like I'm better than that guy. I'm having a better season yeah. than that guy. Like exactly, you just start getting in your head about it. But um, yeah, overall, I, I'm I'm such a, a mark for All Star Weekend. I absolutely love it and watch every single thing every year. So I don't yeah. know. I think it's kind of lame to complain about. But where should we go next? We want to do some Q's talk here. There's been a bunch of Q's hoops action since. Uh, since we last spoke with the Beheim brothers two weeks ago. Let's do it, man. Let's, let's get into the, the little Q's talk. First yeah. off, I just want to shout out Adam Lewis, 
for truly believing in the Syracuse Orange all year. Patty and I are obviously fans from far away. We, we watch – I'm not able to watch every game, but I, I'm pretty sure Patty's probably watched 95% of the games, mm-hmm. 90% of the games. But I just want to shout out Adam Lewis for not giving up on this team. And when the naysayers were saying, don't go to the UNC game, there's no chance we win and everything, you, you, you stood strong. You stood strong. Let those naysayers know, like, no, we have a chance to win. And then we came out with a win, and then you partied like, like you believed in this team. So, uh, Adam Lewis, I just want to say thank you first and foremost from the Swider Show first and then from me personally. I appreciate that. Work, and, and there's not many of us left, you know. People will remember the 2013, 2014 teams. And then before that, like, this is the best team in terms of wins we've had, I think, since 2017. It will be if we win the next couple. You would be surprised at the number of people that literally straight up told me they weren't going to the game on Tuesday night during the day. Like, we were on campus 30 feet from the dome, and they're like, we're not going. And then the number of texts I got after the game when I was on my third drink at Fagan's was worth it. Oh, hell yeah. What were you uh, on, Miller Lights? Um, I was beer tour, so I was trying a couple different things. But uh, nice. you, you got to go try it. Yeah, you got to try a couple stuff. different drinks. That's good stuff. It was. Okay, so what – can you give us a boots-on-the-ground reaction? Yeah. Uh, to the – to the, I guess the whole game, when you guys felt – when you guys felt it was going to happen and then uh, the court storming. Sure, I'll try to make this quick, but – it was um, it was Tuesday at 7 p.m. and I was in the dome at probably 6:15 because I had a class that ended right before, right next to it. Mm-hmm. Any any Syracuse listeners, I was in Falk, so there was no point in going home. I was already right next to the dome, so I went down and I watched like warmups from the floor, like right next to the the court, and there was something different. People were excited, like like the team, uh, the manager. I know a couple of the managers. They like waved and they looked excited and. Some of the players were like throwing down dunks. I was early enough that they weren't getting technicals for that, so it was it was good. Um, the game gets going, and we hit halftime. And I have some friends there from not Syracuse that came and visited, and I was talking to them. I'm like, I actually think we have a chance in this game. Past years, we might not have that. Like you, you might be in the game and then you kind of just drop out last second, um, or with like five minutes left. And I was like, I don't think we're going to do that this time. So we move into the second half. Um, people are starting to get really excited. JJ hits that 40-footer. And I turned to... Yeah, that was, um, that was hilarious. I'm standing next to Jake Sheridan, another one of our uh, producers, who is at work right now. He can't be on. And I'm standing right next to him. And I turn to him and I say, you know, when people make shots like that, and he looks at me and he says, shut up. Don't say the rest of that sentence. So I didn't say it. But the we thought was... If you're going to pull the off an upset, was, you, need, you need some bullshit like that. If there's always that one play. And this was, I can't remember, I think it was six, five, four minutes left. Um, and I swear to God, we are up six. And with a minute 29 left, and the student section starts pushing towards the court. You know how much time a minute 29 in a close game <laughs> oh, is yeah. on ESPN? We this is a Mike do. Waters tweet. There was 29 minutes of real-life material between then and the end of the game. Obviously, we ended up winning the game, but these people were standing like all crowded next to the court for 25 minutes waiting for the game to end. And we thought it was a jinx too. So, I mean, it was a disaster. Then we stormed the court. It was awesome. I have a picture on the court. It's actually my phone background. Um, if you're on YouTube, you can see right there. Um, <laughs> but uh, quick, it's pretty sick. It. And yeah, I was ready to go. 
and it was a top three night of college, I can confidently say, in four years, which is saying something. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That's, that's, a, yeah, that's, that's a, a nice diary. That's exactly what I was looking for. My only other uh, question is the that. court storming. Well, I guess two real quick. Are you guys lining up like where like the dance team and like people walk like below so, the bleachers? Or are you just like against the guardrails waiting there to be let out like caged animals? Yeah, there's no guardrails. It was a disaster. So you the, guys go down. Like, the way the dome is set up, the it's the court, and right. then there's like four rows of court side under the basket. Exactly. And then there's like the cheerleaders in like a giant open space, like probably 20 square feet of open space where the cheerleaders mm-hmm. and band are. And, and the media is right behind them, kind of. And then the student section. Yeah, so, so are you guys These people like are the literally getting trans- trampled. Like, like, I saw people on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> with a minute left in the game it wasn't like they, we were at a timeout yeah. and people were like like it was nerve-wracking everyone pushes forward and then there's those two kind of like entry points like the left and right side of the court there where you can kind right. of go in and people were right up against it and then still with like a two seconds left people were already on the court like we definitely could have gotten a technical foul but it was worth it like it was a, it's a good story and everyone afterwards was like i was actually wearing this sweatshirt too this is great i'm all prepared um, and people on t- people on TV were like, "I saw you because you were wearing like the little neon orange instead of like a Syracuse orange or white." And um, I was like, "Yeah, I had you have to be on TV if this is going to be replayed for the next six years before we get another one. Like, I want to be on TV." And like, I was there in that moment. So to all the people that stayed, how long, how long do you stay on the court? Um, we went to Fagan's about forty five seconds afterwards. But forty five seconds? No, 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 we were quick. Exaggeration. It, it was. Oh, it was, really, it was like, like it was quick? like five minutes. Um, oh, damn. Honestly, I, we, we I could always have pictured court storms being like, you hang out for like forty-five minutes, <laughs> stand on the court. <laughs> it was fun. Um, I think there was a lot of like, it was a lot of people. We were not the first ones on, so like we were like I don't know if you saw the picture. I was right near the basket, so there was yeah. no point in just standing there in a giant crowd. Uh, you could have. You should like. You were on the low block. You should have like posted someone up. With like just yeah, I don't. Yeah, know. I, I had fun. You yeah. had two feet in paint. Um, no, that was a great recap. Good shit. Here's what, You're always very one more. That. I have one oh, more thing ahead. to say. No, we got I think all night that um, I, I left the dome afterwards and had to mm-hmm. grab my backpack because I had come from class. I had put it in a locker at the Barnes Center, which is right next door, which is the gym. 
the number of people that I saw working out during a Syracuse UNC basketball game, 25 feet away, that I knew is unacceptable. So if you're listening to this podcast, you know who you are. I yeah, saw multiple, multiple friends working out, not even hitting like, like it was leg day for them and they were, and they were skipping the UNC game. It's ridiculous. Wow. Unacceptable. Wow. That's all you, I've got. You must, you, might, you must really hate Syracuse basketball if you're doing legs over watching a top 10 team coming to yeah. the Dome. Skip like the rest of us. You don't need to work out that day. God damn, that was the most electric five minutes we've maybe ever had from A. Lou right there. Um, Twar, you didn't watch the game, right? You weren't able to? No, I wasn't able to, but I was getting updates on the bench at Milwaukee from one of my uh, my trainers. And Wayne, me and Wayne Ellington before the game actually made a bet. Uh, it was it was a it was a two to one bet. If Syracuse won, I got two hundred dollars. If UNC won, I had to give him a hundred dollars. Yeah, that's good so, odds there. Oh, it was literally odds. just it was literally just roll the ball out and like beat them. Like as yeah. we've, I think we deserve a victory lap for that win on the show because we've been saying all year that they have enough talent to beat someone like that, and it was literally just like UNC didn't even choke or play bad or anything. We just played better than like JJ and Judah were just the two best players in the court. I also think it was, it was, a Joe Girard beating UNC at UNC felt felt good for me, just just to see that happen, and then us beating UNC at the dome. Now now I feel like we we got our lick back. Yeah, exactly. We deserve that from the twenty twenty, right two, loss at at the Dean Dome. <laughs> so, so shout out shout out to Joe Girard, friend of the friend of the show. Um, and also shout out to uh, the Syracuse men's basketball team for ta- taking down mm-hmm. UNC. That at was the big dome. time. But then uh, a bit of a step back immediately after a loss to Georgia Tech. Tough. We don't have to talk about that. I, I want to talk we'll about the NC State win. Yeah, the NC State yeah. win was last night. Um, Chris Bell, one of the best halves you'll ever see anyone play. Like a jaw dropping half. He could not miss like everything he shot. He could have kicked it in, but. Um, end up getting a dub, big dub. I feel like we win against NC State every single time. Six wins in a row against NC State. Is it only six? I guess that would be going back, what, four years probably at least. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know what it is about that arena either. I feel like the John Gillen game our year, like people were just, it was like an 88-84 to 84 game. I feel like it's always a very exciting ball game when you play at that, uh, who was it, the Carolina Hurricanes? <laughs> PNC Arena. Yeah. But the Carolina Hurricanes play there, I think. Someone fact check me. They do. Me. I look that up. Yeah. They do. Oh, they, they do. do. Yeah. They do. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. That's a good venue. And it's obviously soft venue. rims. But. Great facility there. That was, uh, that was like probably my second game. I, I went on like a heater towards the end of the year at Syracuse. I think that was like January, the second February. game of my heater. Yeah. My uh, NC State story is <laughs> when we ran no, out for warm-ups. Okay, keep going. <laughs> and Cortez, Arthur Cortez, another walk-on. It was, like, dead silent in the gym. And they were like, <laughs> Cortez, are you the Make-A-Wish kid? And then they just kept doing uh. that to the rest of the kids on the team. And I got it second. And, like, it was, it was quiet enough that there was, like, 30 minutes left in the warm-up clock that like they did each yeah. walk on and the whole team would start laughing while we were warming up so there's just one specific kid who was just crushing the entire student section and our yeah. and our team 
You know who they didn't say that that game? Who they definitely would have like pointed to to number one? Oh yeah, yeah. Crystal Val skipped the game. Chris Crystal Val skipped the game. Pursuing a graduate degree. Yep, he he skipped the game. You know, we man, don't have I, to go I, on the. I, I, we don't have to go I've been, the to, I've been to so many different Syracuse basketball games, man. I, He's I, sitting up to study. That's a fair response. You okay. could skip games to Scotty, but um, like, like skipping games to go to to go do leg day. <laughs> yeah, that's probably just as bad if you're on the team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always forget about that. You guys love that, but uh, what, who do we got next, Adam? You just said that before. Notre Dame on Saturday. Notre Dame. Oh yeah, Bayheim Day. That should be an absolutely amazing game. If you're a Cuse fan, and you didn't know that, and you were up in the air about going to the game. Go to Bayheim Day because there's like a lot to celebrate, obviously. And uh, that's his first time. No, second time back because he's back for the Dave Bink thing. But I feel like this is the first time where he's like, and maybe the only time that he'll ever like accept <laughs> any sort of like show or, or praise towards him yeah. outwardly. Yeah, no, Bayheim doesn't really accept a lot of that stuff. So mm-hmm. shout out to Coach, man. All right, quickly before we wrap up here, uh, Copycat League this week. I don't even have a question. I feel like Caitlin Clark is something we've got to talk about on the pod. I don't know if we have before, but she is as polarizing like a, a figure in college basketball, especially as maybe like of our lifetime. I feel like whenever her name is brought up, people just freak out and start like, there's such definitive takes on either side. Um, chief amongst them being Jay Williams, which was <laughs> pretty embarrassing. I don't know. I feel like yeah. he should have been like fined or something for that, or like I, taken I off, totally agree. taken off the show. But um, I don't know. What's your take on her? What's your take on the rhetoric around it? First off, I think Caitlin Clark is generational. You like, think she's, she's the goat? The... I think she is the goat, and I think the argument that Jay Williams has it doesn't make sense because those UConn teams were loaded. Right, and she brought her team to a national championship. And I'm not saying that she doesn't have good players around her, but it's almost like the way she's able to play the game of basketball and get her team to to win those those games over teams that they shouldn't is is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So, like the whole entire take that Jay Williams said, I, I just I just can't agree with that. Like, obviously, Brianna start winning four, four national championships, like that's unbelievable, and in in her own right, that that elevates her to goat status. But I I also think like the reason why I consider, and I don't want to get into a Jordan-LeBron thing, but the reason why I consider LeBron the GOAT is that he's been able to bring multiple teams to the finals that have no business being in the finals. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I put that to Caitlin Clark. Not only is she a polarizing figure like a Steph, like a Steph in terms of like the way she plays the, she the game plays, of women's yeah. basketballs, women basketball, like she's totally changing the game in that aspect. She's changed, changed the ticket sales. She's changing the TV no. ratings. She, she's changing everything about about that. Um, but also, like she's brought her team to a national championship. She's not being the first team out, right? And or going like yeah, it's not like they're yeah, it's not like a I don't know. People used to have that take when people would go high in the draft, like Ben Simmons or Malcolm Fultz. It's like oh well, they didn't win in college. This is not the Scenario here. That's not that. like thirty-five games a year. Yeah, they're 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 a top ten ranked team the whole entire the season. The entire year, season. Yeah. and they're winning a lot. I mean, they do have like some solid 
role players and stuff, but like oh, they have great is, players. She's winning a lot of games essentially not by herself, but she's dominating a basketball game like you'll never see a college person do. Like forty nine and thirteen in a forty minute game is outrageous. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Don- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. No, she's. But she's, she's also uh, she's also reached the status of it's kind of lame to like have this, but you've seen it with like um, like even staying in women's basketball. UConn teams used to kind of get this. Alabama when they were like they're dominating their peers so much, it's like oh, well, what would they do in the NFL? Caitlin Clark's reaching a lot of like she's dominating women's basketball so much that it's like. I wonder how she'd be in, in men's college basketball. Like, where do you think she'd be if she, like, played in the ACC, like, in men's college basketball? Which I feel like, as far as uh, debate shows go and stuff, is like, all right, this person has actually reached a level that it's not even fun to talk about her playing against other people in her sport. Like, we got to do something harder. It's like talking about, like, Steph playing against aliens at this point. Or yeah, LeBron playing against aliens. Like, it's... It's not like it's like all right. This is sweet that she's destroying her peers, but like, what if we made it harder on her? I don't know if that's the whole point of this conversation, but uh, it is the ultimate ultimate respect. Um, For sure. So yeah, Jay Williams loser. Caitlin Clark rules. Uh, last thing before we close out, like we said before, you're in New Orleans. You're heading into the second half here. I don't really love calling it the second half because you guys have played like 60, 65% of the season. Yeah. But uh, what's the goal for the for the listeners, for you individually, for the yeah. Heat as a team, for this, the Sky Force as a team? Yeah. No, I, I, think, uh, I think for me personally, let's start there, um, to be able to contribute to some wins, right? Like to be able to go in, go in the games – uh, if I'm if I'm in the game, that probably means that there's a couple guys down, and I'm able to fill in those roles and contribute to some wins and and continue this upward trends that I think that we're on as a team. Uh, we obviously had that seven game losing streak, but since then I, we're we've won six out of our last eight. I think we're really starting to to find ourselves as a team and and uh, yeah, as a team, obviously with with the Miami Heat, it's it's winning a championship or bust. So right, um, continue continue that trend up. I th- I think. I think like the East is a lot closer than people really make it seem. Definitely, like, we're is. we're right, we're right there. Like we can get mm-hmm. to a four seed, a five seed, um, even even a six seed. Um, with, with the way the East is set up, I, I don't I don't think anyone is. Um, obviously, the Celtics have far. Well, the Celtics have, have far away been the best team all year. But besides that, I think two through seven, 
Um, it's very, very even in terms of record-wise right. and, and who who's playing each other. Obviously, the Cavs have been really, really hot lately, but um, they've also gone through their struggles early in the year as well. So, um, and then for the Sky Force, I mean, we're number one. We're number one in the G League right now in terms of record. Um, what I is the actual I'm official be, record? Um, Fifteen and five for the regular season. Because you started like what nine and zero. Yeah, we started nine and zero. Yep. Yeah. Six and five in our last five, but um, I think that's like it's championship robust for the Sky Force too. Love it as as much as as um, as heat culture as I can be. I think both teams have a chance to win. Also, shout out to Justice Champagne for getting the ten day with the Washington Wizards, um, and we can delete this if if it uh, if it hasn't came out by now. But shout out to our boy. Buddy fucking Bayhan. Yes, hell yeah. For getting it, getting two way with the Detroit Pistons. Um, buddy, you're the man. You've been killing it all year. You've you've improved each step of the season. So, shout out to you, my boy, for getting it done and and uh, finding a way to grind it out. Long long overdue. Well deserved. Long overdue for sure. I thought he was gonna have to have like 17 threes in a game for it to happen at this point. I know, seriously. But I wouldn't be surprised if he did it. So. Um, yeah, congrats, bud. We could send him this clip because I don't know if he's putting it in his earphones voluntarily. But he'll be back exactly. on the show soon to discuss how it all went down. Probably very soon. Another another uh, correspondent just coming yeah, on the show. Yeah, exactly. Um, but all right, we got anything else? I might do. I might try a little uh, little teaser here, a little bit for the li- listeners, if you don't mind, Swider. I thought of Go this ahead. today. So normally I would just ask you this question, but. I, f- I would like you to put some thought into it. I would like Adam to put some thought into it. And for next episode, we can allow the listeners to put some thought into it. So if you hear this and you think of an answer and you have our contact information, or if you don't, follow us on social media at Swider Show on Twitter and Instagram. If you got a take, DM us, comment on the post. I was thinking this today, right? When you're watching basketball, like in 2010... It looks yeah. like a totally different sport. There's been an absolute revolution since then. I agree. A lot of it's like Daryl Morey, a lot of it's Steph. But it's like an unrecognizable sport. You know what I mean? Wow, what what, what a shout out for Daryl Morey right there. Well he's you get I mean he's like no, I, I'm saying Daryl Morey agree, slash like in the Billy Bean role. So that's just that's unbelievable. Part of my question is who do you think is the Daryl Morey of twenty twenty three four? Who's watching basketball? Like what is do you think there's something that is happening that no one's realized in basketball right now that's, like, hiding in plain sight where it's, like... So I guess it's two parts of a, of a question. What do you think is the next, like, revolution of basketball? And what do you think it's going to be? You know what I mean? Because right now it's, like, where else... Where can we go from here? Every team shoots 53s. Everyone could dribble, pass, shoot. Whoever puts it... Whoever's in a game is skilled. Like, what else can we do? Chances are in 15 years... We're going to be like, damn, how did we not know in 2024 that we should be playing this way? And I don't know what well, it is. I have no idea. I, I, I have two answers for you. We'll, I think we'll save them for Victor. next week. Well, yeah. Okay, yeah, we can save it for next week. Yeah, a nice little teaser. You guys think. Yeah. And hit us up with your responses. But part of this is because if I think of it, like if someone gives me a good take on the comments, I'm stealing it and trying to get a job in the NBA. And then I'm going to become the next Daryl Moore. That's why I shouted out Daryl Moore. Shout out Daryl Moore. But, all right. 
Let us know next week. Or no, let us know in the time being, and then we could chat about the best answers in the next week. But, yeah. Dwight, or anything else? Do you have a question? No, that's it. An existential question to ask? Oh, that's it. That's it. I, uh, shout out to you guys for listening to this episode. Shout out to Syracuse for, for getting that win last night against UNC. Um, and, yeah, let's let's have ourselves a second, a good second half of the season. Hell, yeah. Go Orange. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, everybody? Thank you guys for tuning in. We really hope you enjoyed this week's show. To find out who will be joining us next week, make sure you're following us on all social media platforms at Swider Show on Instagram, at Swider Show on Twitter, and at Swider Show on TikTok. We also recently developed our very own YouTube page, www.youtube.com slash at Swider Show, and subscribe. You can send in a mailbag question to be featured on the show, swidershow at gmail.com. And of course, if you haven't already, make sure to turn on those notifications so you never miss an episode week to week. Cole Swider Show with Patty Casey is presented by Blue Wire Podcast, and our executive producer is Adam Lewis. The Swider Show is created by Cole Swider, Patty Casey, and producer Adam Lewis. All rights reserved. Thank you guys. We'll see you next week.